0: Hello and welcome to the Castles Fit, this podcast. So as always guys, there's not going to be any like that here, there's no music and uh, the reason I've done that is I want to keep it as real as possible. So no fancy stuff, just straight to the point. This is episode two and this episode is about the cost, is there a cost to getting lean? And I've got a very special guest on with us today and it's Travis Brown. For those that don't know, Travis Brown is a PT as well and we both went on the N10 challenge together, the eight week challenge. So... Travis how you doing?
1: Hi guys yeah good thank you are you?
0: Yep oh good good so Travis just before we get started into the kind of the main the beefy bit of this podcast do you just want to explain to the listeners who you are and what your story is?
1: Yeah so I'm as you said a PT um been in the industry for a couple of years and now I'm a strength and conditioning coach um I actually went full-time the day before uh, the first lockdown so we're here uh 10 months later and still still rocking still alive still pushing through which is cool um and yeah just someone that wants to really make an impact on people's lives um I've seen and fully have experienced exactly how health fitness and sort of weight related illness and stuff has uh shaped my life and, and my past and and how it will be a positive impact uh, for my future and I want to pass that on to as many people as I can.
0: Fair play, yeah. I didn't know that you just started um, just before the first lockdown. So fair play, you've made judging by your social media and stuff like you've already made a big impact on people. So um, well done. And the knowledge you've got is is frightening for just kind of starting out and stuff. So
1: yeah, like to think so. Hopefully, my clients will tell you the same thing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, the um, the years of practicing upon myself and um, all those things, and listening to those fads, and going through the successes and failures of each of those. Um, Puts me in a position to really, you know, talk from experience with the guys that I work with, and um, yeah, exactly. So that's it, really, for me. Like, just I think those little changes, those little impacts, and 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 the five minute actions. We always talk about the the big product and the and the big the this is what you must do for success. But how much we're overlooking those little two minute tasks each day that actually add up to yeah. success overall.
0: Can I use more? Can I use more? No, it's good to see your, your kind of eyes, and it's good that you've got that background as well, experience. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of highly knowledgeable, but they don't really know what their clients are going through because they've never really been through that experience and the journey themselves. So um it's good you've got that behind you as well. Yeah, definitely. So, Travis, obviously we're on today just to talk about the the kind of is there a cost to getting lean? We went through the, the kind of M10 challenge. Um, shout out to the guys, you guys were absolutely phenomenal through the, the full kind of journey. Quite an extreme thing though, because um, obviously it was only eight weeks. Um, for those that don't know, guys, it's like a basically a cut uh, in bodybuilding terms, it's basically trying to lose as much body fat as possible but maintain muscle mass. Um, and it was quite extreme because it was only eight weeks. But Travis, you just want to give a, a kind of brief rundown of how it was kind of structured in a way, like to tell them basically how Yeah,
1: they did. sure, So like um like you say, so we obviously went on the M10 Challenge um where there was a number of coaches um fortunately me and Stephen were partnered with the same coach um, which was great um, and then you sort of get everything sent out to you so in a similar way possibly to how um, if you've worked with Stephen or myself that you might receive information so like a welcome email lots of information um nutrition um, that was sort of amended each week um depending on how you achieve or what you achieved in a week um and a training plan as well um Obviously, this went through um, for both of us. I believe lockdown number two, um, so obviously that was a bit of a challenge for the coaches and, and us as well. Like, but it was not. It was a fairly straightforward uh, process, I'd say. I don't know about yourself, um, but yeah, very instructional based. Um, possibly could have been a little bit more personal, maybe like a little bit more. Uh, like looking into how I was really feeling and talking to me about that but as you say like that that competitive nature of an eight-week cut suggested that actually we you do what you need to do to get the results that you you want to get basically but yeah it was it was a structure definitely a structure in place um something to follow um which was pretty tough going I'd say but yeah no it was
0: um it was An experience that's that's how I'd word <laughs> it. It was definitely an experience, it's it, isn't it? Yeah, um, no, again, guys, just um, what kind of Travis was saying there, just to touch on that, it was very extreme. Um, it wasn't, I think, the only kind of started tailoring it towards the end. Um, when it started getting into the water manipulation, Travis had actually had a, a photo shoot at the end, um, so he obviously had a wee bit more time. I think you were a couple of days after, weren't you? A couple of days, yeah, uh, two days, yeah. So, obviously, things kind of kind of start to become personal then? Um. However, the first kind of couple of um couple of weeks, I would say it was very much. I think we were running the same kind of plan. Um. We yeah. kind of spoke to each other, and it was good knowing Travis through it. I must admit. Um. We kind of kept each other going. Um. But yeah, it was it was an experience as you said. Um. And we like, I don't know about you, Travis, but obviously, if any kind of client comes up to to me personally, and says you kind of struggle, you obviously try and make it you know, tailor solutions towards them. We pretty much, anytime we said anything, it was just basically the response we were getting was, it's a challenge, deal with it. Yeah. So that kind of shows you guys the, the, the kind of extreme nature of this kind of challenge. As much as it was absolutely amazing and experience to do, that was the kind of level you we were working at. We were just kind of told to go on with it. Um,
1: yeah. I think it sort of, it opens up that gap of personal training and a training programme um and, and a nutrition program to be honest i think you're spot on it was the extreme nature of it says if you do this you will get results if it makes you feel rubbish that's not really my problem yeah. if you want the result um, yeah. and i think it, it just moved away from personal training or personal coaching or whatever you want to call it and and moved more into follow this program and, and like you said until the last couple of weeks when there was a personal touch but even still that extreme nature dictated that we don't have time to make this fit into your lifestyle, or make your lifestyle fit this programme.
0: Yeah, 100%. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, even some of the listeners might be actually shocked to, to kind of hear, I mean, both of us had extreme weight losses type thing in the first week. And when we got the feedback after the first week, it was calories cut straight away, um, which I personally thought was a typo. Um, when I first got the feedback, I, thought <laughs> I got it wrong, but... Um, when I messaged uh, the coach back and said, you know, I've lost seven pounds in the first week. Surely this is a mistake. You cut my calories again. It was, it's a challenge. Get on with it. Um, so yeah, it was very much they had a job to do and they had a task to do. They got the result they wanted, mind you. But yeah, there was there was certainly um, some health factors overlooked. I would say.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that the again and and touching on it, and I know we'll go into this in more detail, but all of a sudden it very quickly separated health and fitness into two separate categories. Um, and, and potentially even adding a third because in terms of fitness, I'm not sure I definitely wasn't the fittest I've ever been. Um, look the best, but I definitely didn't feel that healthiest and fittest. And like I said, I know we'll go into that in more detail, but that's key is when we talk about that training, switching from the personal side, and you follow a program, all of a sudden, health and fitness almost almost sits on the back burner
0: there. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree with that, Travis. Completely agree. So one of the things, obviously, is our calories, were cut cutting stuff like that. I know a lot of listeners will probably want to hear about this. Um, I know people have asked me uh, at the end of the challenge, how did you deal with the, the kind of cravings for food, uh, especially as calories kept getting dropped and dropped and dropped? I think um, for me personally, I ended up with 1,200 calories the last couple of days. I think you we were about the same.
1: Um, ended up on uh, eleven hundred, so yeah, yeah. You were long. still
0: working. You know, you were still at that point. The gyms had reopened at the end of the challenge. Yeah. You, were, you were working with clients. You know, I uh, was on it. End. Um, how did you cope with the the kind of cravings and you know the low energy levels? S-
1: structure. Um, I think the cravings are there. I suppose this is where having that that extreme nature came in handy. That knowing that cravings were cravings and and actually you can put them at bay um i sort of used a few tricks and of the trade and stuff but like you say um for me i was working so i think on the days that i was 1100 calorie in the last week i think i was in the gym for like eight hours in that day and and teaching so in terms of that coping with the cravings was just about one keeping my mind busy Um, and having a bit of a reality check guys like sometimes you will feel hungry and you will feel like you've got cravings and you but cravings is a bit of a loose term because cravings that you describe actually could be that you just really fancy that chocolate bar that you've seen as you've walked past it it's how do you have that reality check to go um you know oh i'm going to get that chocolate bar or i'm going to go actually that doesn't take me towards my goal And, and sometimes it is that it's um it's just calling yourself out. And one of the things that I've used, and I don't know if you've, if you've uh, read it or listened to it, Stephen, and, and the listeners as well, I'd recommend is Atomic Habits by James Clear. The book, yeah. And he speaks openly about basically calling yourself out. So let's say I've got cravings for uh, pizza when I know that I shouldn't be eating that tonight. It would be about sitting there and saying to myself, all right, Travis, I'm going to call up and I'm going to order this pizza, even though I know it's going to take me away from my goal. And it's almost very much like you're calling yourself out and, and that's going to put you back on track from cravings and actually just get on with it and sort of go and get the meal that you should have and know that all of a sudden that hunger or those cravings per se have actually gone away. And, and that's, that's a motivator in itself. So that's something I did was call myself out, give myself a reality check and, and just use that sort of technique of speaking out loud or saying it to someone else and going, I'm going to do this and then going, oh no, no, actually I'm not because this goal means more.
0: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think it's try to remember that there's an end goal in sight, constantly envisioning that, what you're going to look yeah. like at the end of it, how you're going to feel. Um, I know for me personally, uh, I, I basically just tried to say it's only eight weeks. You've got a kind of set time, it's only eight weeks, and that, that is probably the beauty of it being so extreme, because I knew at the other end of it, it was like, it's only eight weeks you, you can get through this in eight weeks Um, another thing that massively helped me I must admit as well was yourself having somebody out with the coach to basically be accountable to Um, yeah. so obviously any times I would struggle I would kind of drop you a message you would keep me on, on, on kind of track I think we've done the same for each other so yeah that is another thing as well so holding yourself accountable so kind of as you said, the Atomic Habits, calling yourself out, but having someone else to call you out as well. So like I said, last week, both Travis and I really, really started to struggle. There was a few times, that I'll admit, I nearly fell off it and just didn't want to do it anymore, struggling. But Travis kind of, kind of kept me going and said, listen, there's only two weeks left. You've done so well so far. Keep pushing on. So having someone, it doesn't even have to be a coach, just having somebody to hold you accountable. It could be a friend, a family, somebody you don't even know, somebody that's not going to be... You know that overly friendly person to say, "Do you know what? It's fine. We can just have that bar of chocolate today." Somebody else will hold you accountable and say, "You've got a job to do." Um, and yeah. that's personally what I found Travis was really good for.
1: Hundred percent. And and like you say, just having, I think knowing someone else is going through your struggle as well, um, and and then like you say, just having that contact and and just having someone that pick me up because it's a big thing. Someone else having the the the. Uh, sort of go to to say to you you no like don't be an idiot almost like on that that harsher side don't be an idiot like you've done seven weeks you've got one week left are you really going to undo all that hard work and and that's really important I think that's why community and knowing people that are going through journeys around you are are, are very very important and valuable for your you know for the listeners today Stephen like you know there'll be people on journeys and they'll often they'll feel alone but the chances are having a community or or actually actively engaging those people are going through the same struggles and and then they themselves can get that accountability to go everyone else is doing it you can fight through you can push through and it, it just gives that push so absolutely like or hand on heart I don't think I would have got through that journey without the accountability of yourself and and I mean we had we had little moans in we we like it wasn't just a call and you can do it we sat there we both sent each other a nagging message and a, a little a little moan here and there sort of thing and and some bigger than others. Um, yeah, definitely. But just knowing that there was someone on the other end of the phone that was going, yeah, I'm the same, sort of just went strength in numbers, power in
0: numbers, kick on. Yeah, almost made it, made it feel normal, as if, you know, you weren't the only one um, going through that. And I know there was a couple other uh, people on the challenge, like Megan and stuff like that as well, um, who were going to kind of the same thing. So we all kept each other going. Um, and I think that's one of the things I have found recently in coaching, uh, certainly don't know about yourself Travis but since lockdown kind of has happened there's more and more coaches building like a kind of community and um, yeah having like community groups on Facebook or sharing each other's numbers with each other and it's it's it is good to see because it's pulling more and more people through it and getting results whereas PT and stuff like that before this all came about and there was a big aspect in community a lot of people would just drift off because they had nobody to kind of as you said relate to like you didn't know yeah. that people were going through the same thing. You thought, it's me and me only, and I'm the only one struggling here. So, yeah, that was definitely a, a big aspect of it as well. And um, You'll probably see the messages as well, guys, on the both Travis and I's posts about like when we got the results, thanking each other, just basically getting through the journey because it was good to just have an outside voice as well that somebody that didn't know. I mean, if I went to, say, my wife or... My mum and dad, they've, they've just been like, what does it matter? I'll just have the chocolate. I'll just have, you know, the kind the, of the, the takeaway, whatever. They wouldn't have seen what I wanted to achieve type thing.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a key point as well, is having someone to hold you accountable is incredible, but it's, it's difficult sometimes to know who your, who your true supporters are because sometimes <laughs> someone thinks they're supporting you because they think it will make you happy in the short term which inevitably will lead you away from your goal so yeah. i think that's really key is actually you know if you used your wife or i used my girlfriend or you know and i said to them that you know i wanted to eat that pizza or sit and eat that bag of crisps on the sofa watching a film yeah. actually that would be there in their best interest so it's important to have an accountability partner who understands absolutely what you're trying to do and how and, and understand why you're doing it as well like because it would have been very easy for one of us to turn around to another if we weren't in the same position and go, mate, it's too extreme, just just bin it, just don't do it. But knowing that we were, because we understood the journey, we understood the process, it was very easy for us to, to be that supporter rather than filtering in for that short-term happiness that inevitably would have led to failure
0: for both of us. Yeah, at the very end, exactly. Exactly. So... On that kind of note, obviously we spoke about how you dealt with the, the cravings and stuff, but what kept you like kind of mentally strong? Would you say that was kind of...
1: It's a combination, combination. I think, like you say, first of all, just knowing that you've got a coach and that you're answering to someone, I think is big. So we've got that buy-in. So money in the tin sort of thing, you know, you put it away, it would be a waste. Um, I, think that's, I think that's key for a lot of people, you know, there's a lot. There's a whole world of free advice out there on fitness, health, and fitness, losing weight, and how often do we see people follow them and not get the results they want? But it's to basically putting the skin in the game. So that's probably number one.
0: Yeah, I, agree. Um, I agree with that.
1: Number two for me would be having accountability from yourself. Yeah. Um, as well as a uh, coach, but more so you because that was personal. We were chatting, we were talking. So having accountability to go like you said earlier, we're not, um, you know, you're not alone, like in these fitness journeys, and um, you know, whether you're or not even fitness, if you're trying to save for a house, there's someone down the road doing the same. If you're trying to get a new job, there's someone else doing the same. Like you're not alone. You're facing struggles that everyone struggles. Like, and again, this come out of a book, I think it's Mark Manson. And he says, you're not that important that these problems are only happening to you. So you can find solace in that support and know that by using someone that's going to hold you accountable, going through the same problems that you you will kick on, you will you will power through. Yeah. And then, I think the the probably the one that I've missed out and and probably should have been number one, is I said to my clients because obviously this challenge goes through went through lockdown two, which I think yours come a little bit later, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I think we were the last uh, three weeks of the challenge. I'm sure. I think so you like, What?
1: yeah so i think we had three weeks in the gym and then we went into lockdown um which um again guys for me is no work no training at at the gym so it's not just a case of going to the gym but no work so my routine changed massively but i said to my clients who also went through the same thing i said to them look i'm gonna do it i'm gonna show you the lockdown isn't gonna take you away from your fitness journey if i can achieve these extreme results then you know you can keep ticking by for the next four weeks you can lose a little bit of weight we can keep you mentally healthy and strong. And I said to them, I will be your leader and I will do it. Yeah. And I think that was so key because again, then not only am I holding myself accountable to coach you as well, Stephen, but all my clients are looking at me to be a leader. Yeah, I can't say to them, I'm going to go through this process and come out on the other side and, and, and complete my challenge and then fail because then I've got no trust. And um, I'm not, I want to be an inspiration to the clients that I work with so that they could I can be the right person for them to work with. So I think that's huge. But I think fundamentally it boils down back to going to accountability, like it just coming at me from all angles, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just, as you said, you've had so many different people holding you accountable. And yeah, I was the same. Like it was, it was almost, I think a little part of me wanted to kind of prove a point as well. Um, For any listeners out there that I had just become a new dad as well. So it was like trying to prove a point that. You know, the stereotype is you become a dad, you get dad bod, you fall away from everything. Where I was kind of like, right, let's prove a point here that, you know, that doesn't have to yeah. be the stereotype. Um, but again, yeah, as you said, I think accountability to achieve anything is such a a, a massive factor in anything to achieve. If you've got nobody to keep you accountable, you will just sack things off because it is really easy to do, especially, um, you know, Lockdown, we're obviously in a, another lockdown. use are the same, yeah. Yous, another lockdown, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in another one, so now's the best time to get accountable because, let's face it, home workouts aren't the, the most exciting things in the world. It takes a lot of motivation and drive to actually get up and do it, especially when the, the fridge is next to you, the telly is next to you. You know, there's, there's so many distractions. But having somebody there to say, you have to do this, it, it, it's massive. It is massive. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree. So moving on uh, to the next part, Travis, and this is kind of the, the main thing I wanted to bring you on for. Um, a lot of people obviously setting out goals for maybe the start of the year. I've had clients in the past even saying to me, and they obviously want that kind of physique. They want the six-pack. They want it to be shredded as such. Did you experience any kind of side effects from it in a health aspect or anything? With anything?
1: I mean, yeah, so, and again, guys, this is going back to what I said earlier about where health, fitness, and image move away from each other. Um, I, you know, and this is something that me and Stephen spoken about quite a lot, but for the guys and the girls as well who, who have gone to Stephen and, and myself um, and basically have asked that image, you know, you're going to experience a few things like in terms of side effects. Like, so for the first one, the biggest one that affected me the most I lost my love of training um once i was hit hitting the extremes of week four and five when and you might think why have you lost your lovely training but that come down to a number of side effects a lack of energy um which therefore meant i was having like a lack of motivation because everything was a bit of a struggle um you know, and then all of a sudden that workout that you love doing all of a sudden now feels extra heavy. It's a real grind and it needs a struggle to get through. So I think a, a lack of energy, um, cost me. So personally, um, which then led to weakness. So as in weakness in the gym, like training, you know, those dumbbells that you were picking up and throwing about now, were uh, lugging you down. Um, I think you experienced the same, especially like then when we got back into the gym as well, it yeah. was like. Wow, I've I've fallen so far down the rack, sort of thing. And and for the guys that the guys that want to look like that, probably have a love for training. No one like you know you most people that get to the extremes are already somewhere where others would want to be. And actually, that's when things can start to go a little bit backwards in terms of your fitness journey as an overall. Um, I, I struggled with basics. Like I don't know about you, but in terms of health, like memory was poor. Um, getting things done like the washing up felt like the biggest chore on earth like, do you know what I mean like doing the washing up that takes me five minutes all of a sudden felt like I had to motivate myself to move to do it yep. um, cold like my <laughs> heating bill's gone through the roof mate like I was just constantly cold walking into the gym four layers deep and thermal <laughs> shivering my client's like you're right I'm like uh, no I'm not I'm cold <laughs> so yeah I think for me I don't know about you there's probably more to, to list um, and, and if you really get into the to the deep health side effects you know to the point where I lost my libido um, yep. lost my energy for loved ones um, and guys I don't mean for anyone that's listening to this that's thinking about doing it you know I think I do truly believe everyone should do things for themselves and I you'll listen to a podcast run, run by someone else And they'll tell you how amazing it was and changed their life and stuff. So don't let me make a decision for you. But I mean, I probably went through the darkest time I've been through um, that ended in a broken relationship, um, like a breakup. Didn't really want to train sort of that lack of libido memory chores. And to the point where my clients were asking me if I was okay, which is not the right way around. Um, So side effect now, don't get me wrong like they didn't all happen at once like i wasn't crawling along the floor and anything like that and i suppose it's important to say at the current time a lot of these things are trivial um particularly with like the global pandemic and stuff like it is trivial um but i don't know what what did you have on top of that i mean there's so many side effects that could happen from it
0: yeah I, I mean i totally agree i think uh... You know, it's not, we're not coming on here to basically say, you know, life was terrible. There's so many people out there in a worse kind of position than us. But for me personally, I you know, I experienced a kind of low sex drive. Um, I experienced a kind of low energy, like really slump. Everything felt like a chore. Um, you know, training, started hating training. Like we've, we've spoke about it anyway. Uh, started hating training, even like doing activities with my daughter, you know, going walks with the dog became this massive, massive thing that I had to do, like, you know, psych myself up. Almost as if, if you imagine, you know, having to psych yourself up to do a home workout or a workout in the gym, that was basically what I was having to do to walk the dog, do the simplest of things. I was having to, you know, get my mindset right, psych myself up. Um, As I said, low sex drive, struggle sleeping. um, And the other thing that I struggled with, certainly for me anyway, was even go to the toilet just a normal bodily function there was like four days where I didn't go to the toilet um so things like that 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 did take a, a kind of massive effect even things like from a, a kind of mental aspect just enjoying being around family like you know that time of year as well I think it was harder that time of year as well because it was coming up to Christmas you know my wife was wanting to kind of start the Christmas festivities you know enjoying hot chocolate, for example, we would have maybe an argument about it because I couldn't have a hot chocolate because it didn't come in my yeah. goals. Um, so yeah, just general things like that. But again, as Travis said, we're not telling anybody not to do this. If that's your game, then fair play. You know, people live and breed this stuff. And if you ever do want to try it, I think it is a good challenge. However, for me personally, I just, for me, it's more about health rather than appearance. And I think we we've spoke about this, Travis, as well, obviously. Um a lack of strength and stuff like that we felt terrible i mean i went into the gym and lifted up a 20 kilogram dumbbell to put it back in the rack because somebody had left it down and i struggled It it was it was hard you know and i think um because of the kind of training we had done before the 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 kind of challenge it was more about you know strength and performance it wasn't about how we looked and i think that was a massive shock to the system as well so if you are doing this you might be in that kind of routine anyway that you know this is a norm for you but for everyday joe blogs we're just kind of pointing out that we might have looked the healthiest like some people said to me oh you looked fantastic you looked so much more healthier but that was probably my most unhealthiest time um you know as i said functions everything that's just it wasn't as healthy as i looked basically
1: i think you're absolutely right i think image is great um and i think particularly like in terms of the the enjoying time of your family and stuff like that that had a huge impact oh should we just go to do that i can't why i've got a train at this time should we just go and eat that no sorry i can't and, and it does cause problems and i think so i think with all those side effects and all those things i think it comes down to one simple thing really is if you are debating doing this you need a why yeah and it needs to be powerful. because i think for both of us and i think we cover this uh shortly but i think for both of us it was great to do um and as Stephen mentioned i had a a photo shoot and i had the photos and i loved them and and i looked great and got lots of compliments and i got lots of um like validation from strangers off the internet which is basically why we do these things now in the world of social media um and then it was over yeah like what now like where where do we go from here what 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 was the point i think is is something that i look back on and i think loved it enjoyed the challenge great to get the photo shoot and and to get those results and document it but if i look back at those eight weeks would i have had a happier healthier fitter and stronger eight weeks and not had a photo shoot been worth it yeah i'd have taken those eight weeks over that over those photos um so i think that's key is is if you are debating this guys and and there, are, there is a cost to get into extreme leans and of course that doesn't mean just losing weight to see abs goes to this extent because it doesn't um but you need a why you need a powerful why because at that point then you can start to look at these side effects and, and and supposedly i guess only the negatives that we've only spoken about so far all of a sudden become doable and manageable um so just and again, getting that accountability in your why—why why are you doing it—and and really mapping that out, so you've got an understanding. Because in my opinion, you might you may agree, Stephen is obviously like we have been a little bit negative about it, but for some people it is their life, some people make a living from it and stuff. But if you had a, a real powerful reason as to why you wanted to do it, it could be um, you know rags to riches sort of success story. Then then these little things that we've spoken about over eight weeks are not going to affect you that much. Yeah. but i think for us we probably entered it looking for a little bit of structure and come out with uh, like an extreme version of, of yeah. what we probably wanted
0: i think i think that, that that's the kind of biggest one for me as well you know if you're going to do this then maybe not try and do it in the eight weeks maybe try and prolong it over a 12 or a 16 week period Um, then that way it wouldn't have to be as extreme um, obviously, as Travis said, that if this is what you kind of want to do, if you ever want to do a photo shoot and stuff like that, then you know, albeit go for it, because um, it, it was a great experience, a great challenge. Um, but I mean, the, the other thing, the other negative that we didn't really kind of cover there was the after part of it. Um, so we spoke about the kind of side effects and the kind of eight-week journey that we had. Obviously, the last couple of weeks were the toughest. However, I mean, both Travis and I have kind of laughed about it on social media and stuff like that, but we fell into a massive rebound. So a rebound is basically when we, we stop the diet. And then it's like the after part of that. So where do you go from there? I know for me personally, in three weeks, I put on 9.6 kilograms, I think it was. Um, yeah, and the, I was 8.5. Yeah, so basically I had lost, I think in that challenge, I had lost uh, 12, and in three weeks I had put on nine again. Uh, and you're obviously, you, you put on weight as well. So it just shows you guys as well, that the bus the talks about reverse dieting and stuff like that as well. And obviously that is another danger of when you, when you stop these things, just stopping altogether can have a negative impact as well. Um, and I think that's where you have to be very careful with it. So if you are working with a coach to achieve that goal, like if you ever want to do something similar to what Travis and I done, I think even getting a coach on the other end of it would have been brilliant because I think both you and I had spoke to our coach because we, yeah. it was two weeks after it we both kind of said you know we don't know what's happening here the accountability factor was gone and it's not that we're not educated in what we have to do it it's just that structure was gone you know there was nobody there calling us up on it saying you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that and everything just went kind of peat tom almost
1: yeah i think i think it's that one the timing like you say didn't help us um, yeah. particularly with the extremity and the the impact of what it had on our on our loved ones and relationships and family and yeah. and the minute social circles that we've got in 2020 2021 that actually now they were ready to have us back almost and and it was on those days where you might have said no to a meal out or a takeaway or something like that, with that lack of accountability and the fact that for eight weeks we've been upsetting our partners, basically, it yeah. was quite difficult to manage that. So it's, you know, and it, but it doesn't just come down to that weight gain, does it? Because I think we, we spoke about it and, uh, you know, again, going back to the comments of obviously all the praise that you had for looking healthy because you got stage lean where, actually, you were probably really far away from healthy, whereas now you're back to a more healthy weight. Yeah. But now, now the mindset kicks in because now we're like, well, everyone praised me when I looked like that, even though I felt rubbish. So now I feel terrible. Yeah. Even though really I've got more energy, I'm stronger, I'm fitter, got our sex drive back, we've got healthy relationships. But because we don't look the way we did, we now feel worse because we compare ourselves to a very unhealthy version of us.
0: Yeah, I, I, completely, I, mean, I completely... And agree that's that. massive. Um, I, it was actually my wife had said to me, Um, I think it was two or three weeks maybe after the the challenge. And I had, you know, as you said, you got all this praise and social media, people liking, commenting, saying you look fantastic, all this kind of stuff. And you fall into that social media trap. That's basically what my wife said. She turned around to me and said, you fell into the social media trap. Because already I was starting to maybe lose my abs. a wee bit. yes, I was kind of feeling healthier, more energetic, stronger, you know, sex drive is back up, you know, everything, mood swings have totally vanished and stuff. But again, you start thinking, you know, the minute you don't see the abs, you think, oh, I need to get back to that, or I need to get back to, you know, feeling like that and people praising me and stuff. But it's it's crazy because you do all that, you get a picture, people like it, but then the week later, as you said before, nobody really cares anymore. You know, it's, it's kind of old news. So, yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, I, I, I totally fell into that trap of the, you know, the kind of social media, this is what I should like. Um, I said to Natalie a few times as well, I felt like a bit of a fraud almost because of the rebound I was having. I felt like a, a fraud because I was trying to tell people how to live healthily and stuff, but then I was saying, oh, but I'm, you know, gorging on food because obviously I went through this extreme thing. Um, so, yeah, that, that was definitely a thing that I fell into as well, a trap I fell into.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I think it was like as well, like you say. I think it was uh, Christmas Day. Um, so what? When did we finish? So I finished on the thirteenth of December. So just shy of two weeks after the challenge. Um, like I I'd, I'd been sort of binging, um, rebounded. So after two weeks, I think I was probably six kilos up. So I I took it quite hard to start with, um, which is seventy five percent of the weight that I lost over eight of extreme nature. Um, and you know, like my girlfriend said to me, it's like it's nice to have trav back. And I'm I'm sat there dumbstruck, like, what do you mean? Whether they go. Like, well, <laughs> but it was it wasn't, yeah, literally, and I think I think it's that mental health side of thing, like where probably neither of us protected it as much, and therefore we've struggled when we come out because we've gone from what feels like one extreme to another. Yeah. And and like, I mean, for you, like in you did amazingly and, and you know, really happy with your results and stuff and having that family but actually if you went round i know we can't see all our friends and family now but if you did a survey with your friends and family and your relationships and you know if you got them to score you out of 10 on different categories from when you were stage lean at the, end, the day before you the end of the challenge and now you know people are going to love you more and you're going to be happier in yourself and others are going to be happier around you now yeah but because we got more likes on an Instagram post, which is the world we live in, or because we had abs and we'd fallen into that social media trap, we're writing ourselves off and therefore we feel like we're not doing enough. And actually we are, we're now living the life that we should have lived. And if we do want to drop a few pounds, we both know how to do that in the controlled method, yeah. And but that's difficult. And it's important for, for like the guys listening to this, whether you're trying to drop one pound whether you're trying to improve your squat by one kilo or whether you're ready to get on the bodybuilding stage and pose for your life, you know, there are, there are, there is a point where that goal will end and it's what you do then to protect yourself, whether it's working with a coach, um, being sensible, whether accepting the changes that may happen and stuff like there is going to be a stage after that, a goal achievement. And it's very important to have a plan there as well. So like, like you said, Stephen, I think we did it over eight weeks. Mm -hmm and then got thrown into the cold if i was going to run a challenge like this i would do it for 16 weeks and you'd have 12 weeks of a diet and 4 weeks of a reverse diet sort of thing just yeah. to educate yeah because we went in and dropped quick and then all of a sudden like i mean i could start the challenge again tomorrow so to, if i needed to get back to where i was but i know how that would therefore lead me into that restrict and binge cycle and then you start getting into that the realms of you know like potential eating disorders and the mental health side effects of feeling great when you're lean and terrible when you're like not as lean yeah even though you're happier healthier fitter stronger yeah, yeah. so yeah i think again it's just that for the guys that are listening that you know you're thinking about doing it you can do it just make sure you've got a plan in place um after that day because and that is purely to protect the mental health side of things necessarily from from my benefit or perspective more so than a physical health. Because at the end of the day, if you get stage lean and you lose your abs, it's not the end of the day, you're not unhealthy. But mentally, you have to protect yourself. Know that there is going to be a, a, a period of gain and how you're going to combat that and control that and make sure that you do it in a controlled manner so that you still feel positive 16 weeks or, or another eight weeks after you've just spent
0: eight weeks of your life dieting. Yeah, I don't think want that, to yeah i think that's the biggest takeaway from me as well see with the the whole challenge um is if i was to do this with my clients like you just said there if i was to run anything like this with my clients i may look at extending it or if they had maybe maybe they only had eight weeks you know they had a wedding coming up they only had eight weeks i would definitely look to get them booked in for another block or even as you said even just another four weeks or you know uh, Forty-six weeks, just so you can kind of start reverse diet and get them back to maintenance, and just educate that a wee bit more. Because we literally, it was like it stopped, and it's it literally stopped. That was it. It yeah. was, um, you know, got a message for the coach just to say thanks, like well done on your achievements, type thing. That, that was that was pretty much it. Um, it ended quite abruptly, and uh, yeah, um, we we kind of spoke to each other about it two weeks after, saying you know, where did we go for here? Um, and again, it, as I said, it's not that we don't know what to do, we do know what to do, but again, it was that accountability. So even if you're sitting there the now thinking to yourself, you know, oh, well, you're all clued up in what you have to do, you know, you maybe looked at the best diet and you looked at maintenance, that's all very well known about it, but as somebody there holding you accountable? I think yeah. it's just another thing where I would certainly look at that for my clients as well, moving forward and stuff. Um And it's good that you've been keeping in touch because, as well, it's kind of made everything on the other side of it all kind of normal as well. It's, yeah, I think we both said it where I've seen one of your stories, you've seen one of my stories on Instagram. And we kind of both said, you know, thank God you're you're kind of the same way as me, you're going the same route, and we're not the only one. So it was good even having somebody like that as well, where it was normal to, you know, feel like that. Because I think, as well, if you didn't have that, if I didn't have maybe you doing the same thing. And if you were maybe staying at that consistent, I'd be like, you know, that would again play and have a negative effect on potentially your mental health. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's, it's just that, and again, that's where that community side comes into it, isn't it? It's just saying it's, what are people going through? And, and potentially, you know, if on the flip side of that, if you had been super consistent after and maintained, you would then, have that accountability would have still been applicable because then I'd have been like, ah. Uh, maybe I need to start making some wiser choices and actually action the reverse dieting. So one, it was good to know that you were struggling as well in a way after like, and I, I was human that, that I was struggling, Yeah. but flip side, if you had have been not struggling, I would have been able to fall on you and say, look, you know, hold me accountable. What yeah. are you doing? What What do I need? Like if, especially if I wasn't educated, both in PTs and my blood, all oh, right, what are you doing? Let me know. Let's oh, yeah. sort it sign up job done um or just having that person to go no come on what are you doing don't waste your hard work follow the meal plan you know what you need to do and then we can and you know taking it from there so it just works in both ways um
0: definitely
1: so to know that someone is going through the same struggle but likewise if someone's not going through the same struggle actually they might just be that little bit of inspiration you need to do a little bit more because we do know what we're doing yeah, we chose not to, at, at the end of the day we chose not, when we lost our accountability effectively we chose not to reverse diet um, yeah. through struggles, not a conscious choice of going I don't want to do it, I'm going to binge on food, like there's obviously more struggles in there but had someone have been doing it or saying to me that I need to do it, uh, to to maintain, then I absolutely could have done, Yeah, but at, again, what
0: cost? So yeah, I, think, yeah I totally agree with that as well, I think we both made a a, a kind of conscious decision to not, um, I know that, you know, not taking a reverse diet and stuff like that. I know for me personally, if someone had said to me, you know, you need to run this again for another couple of weeks, especially at that time of year, I think I'd have really struggled. Um, You know, everything was just like, I I was struggling, like, you know, body, mind, everything. Um, And I wanted to get back to actually enjoying training. And that, that for me is a massive thing. So, I have kind of rebounded quite hard, but I've must at you know, I think I checked the scales yesterday and I'm 89 kilograms, but I wouldn't say I'm massively overweight. You know, I'm not at a point where it's like dangerous, um, which people can go down that route. But yeah, I I totally agree. A conscious decision was made. um, Maybe subconsciously, maybe my body was telling me that I had to do that, you know, Um, but I literally went from, you know, 1,200 calories or something. I think I'm now at 3,000. You know, but I'm still, I'm back in, you know, I'm still tracking, you know, I might not be, you know, eating, still kind of maintaining it and trying to balance it back up, but I'm still tracking. I'm still being conscious of my food. Now especially, yeah. Christmas was a wee bit different, but now especially, you know, so I know anything I put on probably going to be mo- mostly water weight for a start. And if I'm training properly, you know, because that was another thing as well, when your calories are that low, sometimes your performance and your training is not as good whereas now I yeah. feel as if I can really put 100% into my training. So if my training's going well and I'm still being consistent and tracking and eating well and being conscious of my food, it's, it's a win for me anyway. It's a win.
1: Yeah, I think I think what you say as well about your weight and stuff and not being overweight where it's unhealthy, I think that's key for people to realise as well that, you know, if you do get a stage lean or you do get a photo shoot ready and at, at such great cost if you do rebound, your rebound is going to take you closer to health. So this isn't like, don't get this twisted where me and Stephen have got um, like to a certain point and then got overweight and now we're unhealthily overweight because we've binged on food. Like, yes, we've had bad habits and poor habits that yeah. should have been negated and nipped in the bud quite quickly. But we have actually, through a rebound, taken ourselves closer to what I like to call true health, which is surrounding you know, physical, so that strength, energy, Um, our social so those relationships our mental health so our happiness our well-being we are now at a position where we're close to health and if we both went on to like a body fat checker or like for an average looking at the normative data for us and and what our age range and height and stuff we would probably still be on the athletic or normal side like it's not like don't don't think if you're listening to this that we've gone from lean to unhealthily overweight because we haven't yeah but it can happen and you have to be careful And i think both of us know that if we were starting to get to that point action would be taken very quickly
0: yeah i think i think for for the both days as well it's like we've kept you know some kind of training going um you know still getting out and getting active and obviously still being conscious conscious of food i think the problems would lie if you'd done like in eight weeks which many people do and that's the the, the kind of yo-yo dieting and uh, the cycling starts where people do something such a short term, say 30 days, six weeks, eight weeks, and then just stop altogether, just stop everything. That's where the problems lie. Not, you know, after the weeks, eight weeks, if you still consciously track your food in some way, train, that's not going to be, as, as Travis said, it will start to bring you back to kind of almost a healthy, you know, weight and body shape rather than just stopping altogether. That's where the kind of, and then if you stop and then, you know, People do it time and time again, year after year, where they're doing like an eight-week block thing. You know, they stop for maybe three months and then they start it again and then they stop and they start. That's where the kind of negative health effects start to kind of really punch in. Um, But yeah, it's just about management as best as you can and and kind of try to keep active and consciously tracking food as well. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely just doing something, Is better than nothing. I think that's always key is doing something is always better than nothing. So whether it's just carrying on with the cardio, carrying on with the training, just watching your nutrition, don't it? Neither of us just relinquish full control of cardio training and nutrition. Um, and I don't know about you, but obviously picked up some good habits. I think we both said that we were going to carry on with the cardio. I had a couple of weeks off for Christmas, but, uh, like when the gym shut over here, because in England, um, you know I didn't run sort of chilled out a bit just carried on training so you know we have both like picked up good habits and there's obviously some positives that have, have come out of it for both of us as well so
0: definitely definitely okay so what's your so if you were to go back Travis like not even this challenge or anything if you were to go back to the very first kind of time you started your fitness journey um, what would you like to what would you if you knew it now what would you like to know back then if that makes sense um
1: got a couple so i've got a couple of things that string to mind um and the first one relates to the challenge is that you don't need to be magazine cover ready to feel good yeah because um, we've le- now learned that actually getting to that point made us feel anything but good so i think that's key don't necessarily aspire to be the person on the front of the magazine that's their job that's their living um mm-hmm. And I think that's really key because I suppose from my background of someone that was going into the gym for the first time as an overweight teenager, I wanted to be, I wanted the body type of odd men's health magazine. And I was going to go and do their six-week ad program and look like the guy on the front. And and I think that takes me into, it's not a race. So don't, and and also I don't want to look like that. Like actually I thought I did, but it's about just don't let those social media magazine cover norms be your normal because it isn't, it's an extreme and it takes a lot of work. So I think that's the biggest thing because I spent a good few years in the gym trying to do these fads to look like these people that now I know more. I don't want to look like, because obviously we all like to be in lean, you know, be lean and have shape, but these guys are making huge sacrifices for it. Yeah. Um, and the natty guy that you look up to is likely to not be natty. Mm. Yeah. So again, that comes quite closely to the magazine thing, but these people that we're aspiring to be when we're uneducated that are selling us their BCAs are probably not just supplementing BCAs. So just having that little bit of awareness and, and sort of uh, street being street smart within the fitness environment. And, and if, and if you don't know, are someone qualified? Don't you don't need to ask Google all the time because often it's going to try and give you the quick fix because it's got the most clicks on the on the page,
0: yeah? Yeah, I totally agree with that as well, guys. Um, you know, in terms of, I, I used to, I fell for the same trap, you know, with the men's health stuff, um, and yeah, totally put link and sinker every time. Um, if, if somebody was kind of, you know, on this magazine, uh, selling fat burners, I'd fall for it. Um, and as, as Travis said, you'll probably find they're not actually taking that. They're probably taking something else um, to stay that and stay that committed to it. So yeah, I totally agree with that, Travis. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good takeaway there, guys. Um, if you get anything else to add there in that, Travis?
1: Yeah, I just think like the last thing is um, sort of like number one takeaway, really, for me, like that I try and implement on clients all the time and and just for education is like I said earlier, small actions lead to big changes. So me and you went through this process obviously the main crux of the conversation is the photo shoot we made massive actions and it led to a huge change but it didn't happen over time like and it hasn't lasted but if you want long lasting change it it starts in your daily habits like your small actions what are those small things that we can do so you know i think and there's an analogy that it's like for every one degree a plane flies off course it will miss its destination by a mile for every 60 miles. So if you fly around the equator, like 500 miles off. So those small corrections that you make every day will keep you on course to your goal, you know, and, but trying to do everything in one go is, is not going to happen. And if it does happen, it won't last. So just small actions, big changes.
0: Guys, that's massive. What Travis has just said there, Um, because I used to be like this. I used to fall into the trap of trying to change too much too quickly um, you know, I was trying to get you know protein, carbs, and fats spot on. As soon as I started, calories had to be perfect. I had to train six, seven days a week. Um, but what Travis has said, when, when you start kind of stripping it back and taking the small steps, that's what actually leads to the bigger goal. Um, doing everything all at once will lead to maybe you know two weeks, especially at this time of year, uh, with the, you know the New Year's resolutions and stuff, new goals coming in. One of the biggest reasons people fail on that and fall away from it is because they try and change too much too quickly. So as Travis said there, you know, try and change something small each time because the small baby steps and the small wins are going to lead to the overall goal. And um, so yeah, that's massive, guy. Because that's something that I used to, you know, um, fall for every every single year. And it's how I, I always used to fail when I was younger when I first started in the journey. So yeah, I couldn't agree with more with that, Travis. Honestly, that was that was spot on. Um, Travis, where can people find you? Where can people follow your journey? So
1: luckily, I've monopolised all social media. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Travis Brown PT. Um, And I'm on there often communicating and posting about food and stupid things I do Um, and education there as well. And then obviously, if you want to check out the website, then it's just TravisBrownPT.co.uk.
0: Guys, get on on to that because he does blogs and stuff like that as well. Um, And as I said, for someone that's just kind of, not long been in the industry, working in the industry. Um, the content is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's one of the ones that I look to and follow uh, quite close as well. Not just because he was on the challenge with me, um, but the content he, he produces is brilliant, especially the blogs and stuff like that. Guys, there's not many PTs out there that do blogs anymore, um, but Travis's content is, is brilliant. So definitely go and check him out. Travis, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, cheers, Stephen. been great to have me on. Um, so yeah, appreciate it. Cheers, man. Thanks. Cheers, mate.